feel addicted to their devices. Hi, I'm Taino Benz, and this is Tech Life Balance, a show dedicated to raising awareness on the effects that digital technology is having on us, but most of all, helping you find that balance of using this amazing technology, but still not being distracted from your life and what you want to do. So today on the Tech Life Balance podcast, I have the pleasure of being joined by Fernanda Mayo, who is currently in Ibiza. Thank you so much for uh, coming on board and talking to me here. Thank you, Taino. Thank you for inviting um, me. Yeah. So do you want to start telling, telling me and our listeners a bit about uh, yourself, your, your background and, and a bit of what you do in this space? Sure. So I am a digital wellbeing coach. I haven't always been a digital wellbeing coach. It's something that I've been doing for the last uh, three years, three, four years. I have a background in uh, marketing, uh, tourism, hospitality, communication, uh, everything, but digital well-being coaching. But I became a coach, um, a well-being coach six years ago after I lived in Australia for five years. And uh, on my way back to, to Italy, uh, where I'm from, I decided to cultivate my passion about uh, human behavior and uh, psychology that I I always wanted to do, but then when I was 18, I decided to, to take another, uh, another path. And um, I started getting very into coaching, well-being, meditation, mindfulness, yoga. So I started doing like all the retreats, yoga teacher training and everything. And then the last five years, my passion went a little bit more into digital digital will be slowly and then digital behavior and then I ended up doing a course in the digital will be so I'm a certificate digital will be coach what what made you sort of take that direction after you know coaching and, and yoga and meditation and then what sparked your interest in the digital side of things or digital well-being Despite a lot of people I always speak to, you know, some people say after a burnout, after going through like a digital addiction or like bad habits, I always had a good relationship with my, my phones, digital technology, always. I've never been addicted. I, with my private, <laughs> private um, Instagram page, I follow no one, uh, but I'm a big observer i'm a people watcher i'm the people watcher so <laughs> i'm gonna sit right in front of you on the train on the like looking at you like <laughs> with the sunglasses a little bit down and um i start noticing on my way back to australia i did a, a mindfulness uh, retreat vipassana um and i was traveling solo uh, through sri lanka and malaysia and there was the time when the uh, instagram was first like was a boom of Instagram stories and everything. And I realized how things were changing, like between, you know, traveling and like being um, with people. And I started observing that it was something different. And then the, the hard devices were taking a little bit more space of what they should. So I started observing this and I started observing uh, people around me. And there was like nothing, um, a major episode uh, when I was back to Italy that I've seen like um, people gathering together at the restaurant and then using their phones while they were chatting to each other and then using their phone. And then I see one, one time, two times. And then I was like, okay, there's something's going on. So 
just out of curiosity, I started studying. And then it, this happened when I was starting um, to become a coach. Mm. So I started like, merging the two things together. And by the time the Instagram launched the stories, I realized that everything was completely different. So people were more addicted. And then I was like, okay, this is the time I have to study what is going on. So to be like, to synthesize, it was like out of curiosity and it, this became my passion, but it was just coming uh, from observing people and people behavior. Interesting. And sounds quite similar to my own journey as well. Like having this, these observations for, for quite some time and then like started thinking, you know, what's really going on? Why is it happening? And also one thing you said that I wanted to ask you about, um, which I think you put in a great way that, that the devices are taking up more space than they should. Um, do you want to, to speak a bit to that? Like, cause that's obviously from your observation that they're taking up more space than they should. But I think you and I both agree that even people using the devices, you know, a lot somewhere, aren't very happy with, with their own behavior. So do you feel, you know, or, or this example you said, going out to eat with, with friends, um, what, yeah, what do you, do you think that people, the people you observed, how do you think that they think about the space that the device is taking up, if that makes sense? The word that I always use is normalizing. People are normalizing the fact that their friends on the, are on their phones, their like, lovers are like, the, like beloved are on their phones all the time, or they're overusing their phone, they're oversharing, um, they're spending more time on the online life than the offline life. They're having more online relationship, brackets like relationship contact, let's put it like this, than offline relationship. So the word that I always use is normalizing because we don't see we don't see anything wrong in this. You know, it's not about like, you know, someone is a chain smoker. So it's like, hey, you're smoking like 35 cigarettes. Like you you never heard someone say, hey, but you spend like uh, an hour more. Like maybe, of course, if you're addicted, like you're gonna jeopardize your whole life. But people are normalizing the fact as I was telling you before about the fabbings or oversharing or spying other people's life, even people that they're not connected to. With thinking that is normal, thinking that is normal, uh, spending their time watching other people's lives and not investing in their people in offline. I always make these two differences between online and offline. People are investing nowadays, people are investing more in their online life, giving more time to their offline. But the more you invest in the online, the less you're going to have offline. So, and I'm a big offline, I love content, I love relationship. Like, I, I couldn't live without my con like real relationship. I don't care about my online contacts. I don't care about, I use my online and I use my social media to, to keep in touch with the people that really care. That's why I was telling you before about uh, the Instagram thing. I, when, when Instagram was a boom, I was like, oh wow, we already have WhatsApp, we have Messenger, we have like all these tools to keep in, why do I need another one? And I think, I, um, I speak about Instagram because he's the one who was more about ranking than linking because Instagram is more the one you have to look at someone and not be connected with someone. But a lot of people, a lot of people, if you didn't go through digital well-being, if you didn't go through all these things, you don't know what is going on. You don't know that behind your screen, there are people who are paid a lot of money <laughs> in order to get you glued to your phone. 
like we don't know our brains, we don't know what is going on with our brains more than they do. So they know exactly what is going on. So um, that's what I'm, saying. I'm trying to say that it's very hard today because uh, mobile phones didn't come with, uh, you know, instructions mm. as to do with medication. So that is not about, oh, after two hours, you should, do, you should take a break or like don't use it if you're driving or like <laughs> if you're like asleep, if you feel as you're sleepy, like don't using. Mm. They don't come with, with information. So when I, when I talk about me being a digital well-being coach, I call it as a, as a mission, as a passion that I, that I have to do it because nowadays we need it more than ever. Mm. I, I think that that last point is something that I've that I've heard other people say as well. How how no one really taught us to use this technology. And I remember, you know, as a as a child, every new thing we got came with an instruction. When the I had a, a CD, you know, a Walkman that came with an instruction. Uh, we had when the DVD came, like all these new technology came, and then when smart <clears throat> smartphones came. You know, we, maybe there are instructions on, on how to use them, you know, functionally. Like, this Function. is how you charge it. This is how you uh, turn it on. But, turn it not, on. Off, yeah. but no one, you know, I don't, I mean, yeah, no, I don't know if, if, if we didn't really foresee the impact it would have, or maybe the producers knew the impact it would have. And, and you know, we, we've taught ourselves to, to use it and explore it and it's become this this massive thing this is this and we have to realize that um, technology and digital social media are here to stay they're not going anywhere so we need to understand i'm not um, i'm not talking about loot dims that we have to go back to our old like traditions no they're here to stay and they're helping us in such an amazing way we can study we can work i I cannot work without my phones nowadays because I'm a digital nomad. I cannot work with my computer with my phones. Mm. So that's very, very it's useful. Mm. They're here to stay. We need to understand how to use it. We need to understand what is going on happen with our body, with our mind, if we do overuse it or if we use it in a, uh, in a bad way. I use the word bad because sometimes I don't know which one should I use because that is not good and, and bad, but sometimes I have to yeah. say bad. Yeah, but I, I think, I really think that you and I and everyone else, whether you're into digital well-being or not, whether you're brackets addicted to your phone or not, I think everyone can make the distinction between bad and good, you know, technology use. For, for me, this, we're talking on Zoom, we connected on LinkedIn. All of that is good use. When I get stuck uh, clickbaiting on news, when I get stuck on um, watching basketball highlights, or that, and then you know going down the algorithm, which just quick detail on that. I watch sometimes basketball on YouTube, and then to keep my attention, they get become more and more extreme, and then they quite often turn into fighting like it, it would be you know uh, highlights from nba and then it would be the best uh, passes and then um you know the best um, i don't know whatever and then soon it will be um more to keep my attention and then it will be like oh a fight broke out in this game um, it's it's really um, but yeah but what, no. what i want yeah <laughs> 
if we open all this up, we're going to talk about like for, for ages, but yeah. you're right. Like in order to get your attention, they need to add more. And then I just saw a little parenthesis. Uh, is uh, what happened with porn, with porn. Mm. Porn's like, now that porn is like, it's giving you like more like your porn or porn up. Like they can be a useful tool for uh, teenagers or youngers in order to understand, you know, like sexuality and everything. They go to, to give you like, extreme extreme kind of videos like they also ended up into violence to be very very like into like almost raping mm. and that's the thing when when you when you select bad or not for me this is the bad but a lot of people don't see this as bad mm. as you say for you is football for you is that mm. the algorithm is trying to feed in you what, what you want more and more they say okay we give time of these but we give 10 of this maybe it needs a little bit more sparkle on this let's put that that you like uh, you know the match is about to have a fight let's put it like this let's put it gossip or let's put it that mm. so you're gonna be more engaged because yeah. maybe after the 10th video you're gonna get not bored but you're gonna get used to that yeah yeah um and I, i'd love to you know hear some of your insights and tips on on how we can have a more balanced um, relationship with technology. But before that, I, if we start on or continue a little bit more on the sort of challenging side, um, when these, these effects that overuse can lead to, and, and you, know, you said this with the online and offline life, can you, can you elaborate, uh, elaborate a bit on that, on, on what are the, you know, why, why are you and I so conscious and, and, and critical of overuse what are the risks that people face when using it too much uh if i give an example if uh, i'm alone and i don't cultivate offline relationship and i'm gonna spend my day i don't know if you ever spend your day by yourself but like maybe this happened to me that i spend a day by yourself i can spend a little bit more time on my phone because I have nothing around me is gonna tell me hey fernanda apart from the job hey fernanda you're spending more time on your phone um when you invest so much time in this your phone is going to become always more appealing than your offline life and with offline life i put your friends your job your your family your hobbies your passions whatever it is offline your body is going to get used to having like a cheap dopamine what i called that is like even like oh wow like wow this is like you know novelty seeking like oh wow this is so this is so interesting like the shiny object syndrome like this is more interesting that is something you can never find in your offline life at least you can but not so rewarding or so immediately rewarding so the final the line is so fine that we're gonna go towards the online because the offline rewards will take always longer than the online. So we're going to sacrifice our online, offline to go into the online. Let's say you, you're single, someone is single and he wants to go for a date in the offline. You have to find the courage to ask someone out at the cafe. You have to have a chat. You need to know each other. You need to go for dinner. You need to go to, and then it will take long. It will take long. It will take online, Tinder, swipe less, why right? You want to meet? Yeah, let's chill out. Let's have one nice stand. Let's go. Easy. But this is like, I give you the example of Tinder because for me it's like, it's the more like simple to give. But this will happen with everything. Mm. We always seeking for, we, our brain is meant for survivor. It's in a survivor mode. So we're seeking for something like easy, easy to do. We're not like, it's not looking for something difficult. Like there's food there. Yes, I want that. When, and the more we get into this instant uh, dopamine rewards, 
the more we're going to invest in the offline. And I don't know what is going to happen. I can have just some like one idea that we're going to invest more on the online, but the online won't give us the same thing that we need on the offline as vitamin D, as oxytocin, as like serotonin, everything that we're going to, we can only find the offline. We cannot find in the online, but if you're going to spend more time in the online, there is no way that we can go backwards because the relationship you didn't cultivate will be gone. The body that you didn't look after for it will be gone. And one day you're going to wake up and say, oh, I needed vitamin D. Oh, I need to exercise rather than watching someone exercising. <laughs> oh, I need to do this. It's going to be too late. And this is my only concern about this, that if we don't, um, if we don't give people tips, as you and I, as other people, giving people awareness, sorry, not tips. People won't realize that our phone that is now very appealing to them will be, uh, will be something that in five years' time they will say, oh, wow, why did I invest so much time in this? Because now I lost everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great, um, great example and points. And, and I, I love how you speak about, you know, investing time because I think people can become quite defensive about this if you say, you know, you should, you should spend less time on your phone. Well, what, who are you to say that? Why should I spend less time on my phone? I, I enjoy it. I feel good. And so I think you're, you're, you know, talking about where do you want to invest your time? I think that's a great point. And this thing with Tinder just made me think like, you know, picking the easy solution of swiping left or right on Tinder compared with what you described the offline method would be how what a what a huge growth opportunity there is in the offline world like you said you know you have to muster up the courage that's pretty self-developing you have to go out and, and talk to people that's again you know you get you get interaction you get training on social all of this like it's this whole journey that yes, it takes longer, but it's, you know, it supports our long-term well-being and our, our development as, as humans, whereas the, the online alternative will give us a short-term reward, but, but, you know, not, as you said, in the long-term won't be as, as good. It's like, we want to skip the long-term rewards. Like we want to skip that, especially younger. It's like we still millennials, but Gen Z, Gen Z is about now now and now it's not about tomorrow is also too far like i want money now like why our like millennial generation was like okay you need to invest your time less than our parents maybe you need to invest your time but it's beautiful to know that you're going to invest your time for something that you will collect maybe not in a month not in six maybe in three years it's amazing mm. but it's like youngers or gen z have lost this ability because i call it an ability to wait or something so everything is now but it's like i don't know um oh there is a series on netflix about about like having everything here and now not here and now immediately are you thinking about something you have are you thinking about something mm. you have it yep. so you're going to lose the ability to desire and invest in what you desire and losing the ability of waiting waiting for i see i always give it like also example of delivery like when i was like 20 to have my food delivered that was just only pizza and chinese maybe it would take at least like you have to call like in the morning now it's like you're craving for sushi at 10 p.m yeah sushi's coming 20 minutes so everything is coming on the same time and everything it takes longer is not even considered 
for everything and I call it relationship, meaningful relationship, meaningful um, awareness, we need time. There is no shortcut, there is not nothing, we need time. Yeah, and I think, you know, the problem with, with that um, is, is also that, because that might sound good. Oh, we can get sushi in, um, you know, at 10 p.m. Why is that a problem? But I think, you know, more and more research is coming out that sort of says that our long-term well-being actually, you know, long-term well-being is supported by other things than that. So, so if we move into, you know, we've sort of talked about the problem statement a bit. If we move into, you know, how can we, how can we do this in a more balanced way? And, and if you, um, can I ask you, because we talked about, you know, Gen, Gen Z, how, who, and I mean, it's not, it's not anyone's fault that they've lost the ability. It's, if anything, it's kind of, you know, society's our, or maybe the technology giants, because they didn't choose to lose this ability. So how can we support, you know, everything from younger people to, to everyone? How can we support people in this, in your opinion? Or like, what can people do listening to this? As you say, a lot of people will get offended with will be like, oh, maybe you're spending too much time and it's not about time. Like, it's not about like quality time. So people get offended or don't, they don't even realize because as I say previously, like maybe like the group of friends are normalizing the fact that like they're spending too much time on their phones. One thing is like seeking for help and with help, like I'm going like very like soft with this, seeking for help to say like, hey, I want to change my bad habits because I make a difference between bad habits and addiction. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about bad habits. I don't want to talk about addiction. So, and asking themselves, am I overusing my phone? Am I having bad habits? Am I not looking after my mental health, my physical health, because I'm spending too much time on my phone? Mm. You can find a lot of tests or whatever, even like a help online to, to understand if you are sacrificing or jeopardizing your offline life in order to spend too much time on your, on your phones. Or asking someone, like everyone, like we have a network, we can ask people, a psychologist, coach, counselor, to say, hey, I need to be more aware on this. Or you can go for books. You can go, I'm not a big fan of self-help unless you have a base, a background of something. For me, self-help is not about, oh, I have bad habits. Oh, I'm going to buy like atomic habits. Wow, I'm going to solve my life. No, you need to have some structure underneath. So seeking for help. That's why I'm saying like we need more people like you and I to to spread the awareness on this because alone people cannot first understand if they developing bad habits with their phones. Second, even if they're looking for them, they're not like strict figures as digital well-being coach, counselor, as you to look or seeking for help too. So you know, like maybe today I realize that I'm having a bad habit. Who can I ask to like? Where can I, where can I do? Yeah. So I'm not here to be, to give quick fixes because for me, there's no quick fixes in the digital wellbeing part because you need to investigate on your offline. You need to investigate on your habits and your brain, on your routine, on everything you need to investigate. So I, I don't want to make the mistake to give quick fixes about quick tips like, oh, maybe you should wake up and not use your phone as soon as you wake up. Yes, I can tell you. But I cannot tell someone who has no idea whatsoever what was going, what is going on with his brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this waking up and not checking your phone for five minutes can work for two weeks, but then you need to go deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. When I work with my clients, and I do always 
say that the job, the job or the path will last at least for two, two months, three months, because it's not going to happen like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think I just wrote down two, two thoughts as, as you were talking on the quick fixes. I think, you know, I, I occasionally, or in, in the book, for example, you know, there, there are quite a lot of quick fixes suggested as well, like turning off notifications, not using your phone in the morning. And you write that for certain people at a certain stage in their journey, that can help. But if, if you're on another part, maybe it can be counterproductive. Like it can be, you know, it, it, like you say, not use your phone in the morning. Maybe you get stressed, you get anxious. And if you haven't looked at what does give you energy and well-being in your offline life, you will be like, oh, what am I going to do now? I can't use my phone. That's so stressful. So like starting at that. Um, and then the other thought I, I just, that came up because you talked about normalizing, you know, normalizing, if we call it unhealthy behavior, it would be, it would be really interesting as, as you and I talk here, like if, if digital well-being got normalized as a well-being part of our lives, because when you talked about this, like, you know, if we, if we feel like we eat to, you know, have really, really poor eating habits, we will see a nutritionist. If we feel like we have, a, I have a, my leg, I can't walk because of my knee, I will see a physio. You know, we have all these different aspects of, well, if I can't sleep, I'll see whoever. Um, and like to normalize it as a area that of, of importance, I guess. Pillar is a pillar of well-being. Digital mm. well-being is a pillar of well-being. Even you were talking about parents and Gen Z. Like mm. parents need to know that nowadays you're going to be a digital parent. You need like digital a part of your, your kids, will be a part of your family routine, will be this. So you need to understand how to, to use it at school. Like for me, like is it's crazy that at school they don't teach how to properly use devices, especially like back like to Italy, so I don't know, like all the countries, but countries like they have no idea, like they don't teach you, they, they don't teach you how to use your phones or what is the good or the bad way to, to use your phone, mm. phone devices, because nowadays like they, they're everywhere. And even parents, when parents don't know, and maybe they're on the phone with, now sorry, on a, on a table, having lunch or dinner with their phones in front of their kids, they, they maybe they do not understand what are they creating. They don't understand that their kids are absorbing what they do. So they're absorbing every day the routine, even if you do like for like six months and they're going to do on a, your, your kids will think that being on a table with the phone is normal as it's normal. So it's going to do it with the day there is friends, like whatever it is, like a student. So that sounds like there's no quick fixes. We need to create like a collective. You need to create like a mission, a movement in order to say, okay, if you need, as you say, if you need the help with digital, your digital habits, you know, that is they're going to be like an association. They're going to be people. They're going to be people who's going to And help. it's not weird. You know, you're not, you're yeah. not weird for, for saying anything about it. Exactly. Absolutely. But the, to nowadays, it's very hard to ask for help. It's super hard to ask for help and say, hey, I think I'm developing a, a digital habits. Or I think I'm addicted to. That like a lot of people do. Like I work, I work with people who, well, for them, it was normal to spend like to go um, and sleep at 3, 4 a.m., 3, 4 a.m. and waking up at 11 because they spend all night watching videos on TikTok. And for them, it was normal. Like, everyone is doing it. And I was like, what? Mm. Wow. So if, if, we, if we wrap up a bit, we, you know, we talked about, and, and, I, and I think like you, you know, 
problem is one part, but we also want to see the positive side. So, so we talked about like, okay, identifying, um, observing your, your own behavior and identifying what's good, what's bad. Am I investing? Do I feel like I'm investing too much time? Um, I think just asking that question is quite a big start, right? And, and, then, and then sort of, you know, going from there. Or, or if someone listening to this feels like, okay, I feel like I am investing too much time in my online life. What, what do you, what's the next step? The next step is like seeking for help in your group of friends, offline people, or use technology, use digital to look for help. So use technology to, to better use technology. So seek for help on your Google bar. It's so easy, like so easy to say, like digital well-being. I'm addicted. You can mm. find self-test, mm. and then you can find like sources like you. Exactly, you can find like go to go forward. Don't look for easy easy um, tips or to quick fixes, but look for something online that can bring you to a different path, maybe even longer path but can help you for this. So look for one and don't feel ashamed to, to say that maybe you are addicted or you, you have a bad habits with your phones, your devices, whatever it is, with the online life. Great advice. Thank you so much, Fernanda. Just last thing, if, if anyone wants to you know, know more about you, where do they go? So I do have a website, Fernanda Mayo, which is going to be out like in a week. Uh, so they can um, find me online on Fernanda Mayo, LinkedIn as a Fernanda Mayo, and Instagram page, The Yoganist, where I talk about digital well-being, sarcastic and movie. Awesome. Thank you so much. Lovely conversation. Um, thank you so much to you for inviting me. If you want to take away one thing from today's episode, I would suggest thinking about the time you spend online and if any of that time could be redirected to more meaningful activities online or maybe to your offline activities, as Fernanda talked about. Be sure to check her out at fernandamayo.com and I hope to see you again for future episodes. Take care, bye!